we are going to get right into the show. But first, a couple of words from our sponsors. My man Wolfie, just hang tight, Brody. We're going to have some uh, commercials. And then we're going to have an intro. And then, homie, I promise you we're going to get right into it. For now, enjoy this. First place prize. You can also get a Mega Ship Shifter for second prize and a Lumi Vault or an RA for third prize. Super simple survivor pools. You don't need to know a ton about football to participate in this. You pick one team each week to enter the game. If that team wins, you move on to the next round. If that team loses, you're out. But be careful, you can only pick that team once. Hit up Thick Meat on Twitter at Thicker Meat to get registered today for Thick Meat's NFL Survivor Pool at an entry price of 0.1 ETH with only 20 slots available. Join up today at Thicker Meat on Twitter. Peace! Let's be honest, you look like a fucking bum. It's because of those socks. They're dirty, they're holy, and you've been wearing them for a year now. Look at you. Do you even have any dignity? Now look at Eddie. Eddie's full of dignity because he wears Trait Merch socks. Trait Merch gives Eddie the confidence to walk into that board meeting knowing he's the smoothest motherfucker in the room. With two collections already released and several pairs of socks shipped all over the continental United States, Eddie is able to wear his Trait Merch with confidence knowing that his socks are baller as fuck and has already been completely logged on the blockchain. Be like Eddie, get your dignity back and the ability to look your wife in the eye and say, damn it, Martha, I'm not a little boy. I'm a fucking man. Be a man or an extremely elegant woman with great taste and get Trait Merch today. Your feet will thank you and your significant other won't be so embarrassed to take you out in public. Find them on Twitter at Trait Merch. Trait Merch, protect your feet from rugs. Did your girlfriend leave you for the overlord? Don't despair. Swipe right on lizard ladies and find yourself the perfect match. Pick one of the sexy lizards on open sea or DM the Lemurian matchmaker at lizard ladies to create a custom one just for you. With a flick of a wick and a little bit of ETH, you can even add a baby to your lizard mama or request a family portrait including your creep. Just because your daddy wasn't there doesn't mean you don't have to be. But choose wisely. Your lizard lady might help you make a spy bird deflect to your wallet through a giveaway, give you a baby creep, or just spend your internet magic money sitting around looking pretty. So give lizard love a chance and find your match in Lemuria. But hurry, there are only 111 lizard ladies for the baddest 1% of creeps with the thickest of wicks. Visit and follow Lizard Ladies with a Z on Twitter and OpenSea. That's Lizard Ladies with a Z on Twitter and OpenSea. Stay freaky, y'all. This painting here, I bought it 10 years ago for $60,000. I could sell it today for six hundred. Welcome to the greatest late night DJ show on Twitter. It's all of us radio and we came to party, baby. The metaverse, crypto. Hey, what's going on, Lord? Bro, like, this is one of the best shows, like, best shows I've been on. You're a phenomenal host. Fan. I remember the 24 hour spaces. I remember all the spaces when the project launched. Uh, I, I, when I heard.
scared you were going to be or I had to come to the bar. You know, I'll shamelessly plug Laura Lord's NFT right now. Go ahead and buy that. <laughs> right then, it's going to sit you up here just like I am with, like, legends. I'm not fucking leaving. and gentlemen i ain't going fucking nowhere doesn't matter is he up is it down i don't fucking know i don't care i'm still gonna be here me eddie Britt, monday through thursday 9 p.m eastern standard time we fucking come here and we get the fuck down and you know how we start off every motherfucking yep. episode Bro, we gotta get shout out. You know what, baby? We gotta let that pause come in. We get kicking these shout outs. See what we got here. We got Big Dick Eddie in the house. Big Bad Brittany coming in hot with that astrology report. We got Wolfie. Wolfie's here, man. Wolfie's gonna talk to us. Wolfie's gonna talk to us about kitty cats. We're gonna find out what it's all about. Big Bad Jacob Bean. Jacob Bean. Jacob Bean. Eth. We got late night crew Dave putting in that hard work overnight so that your bitch ass can sleep comfortably in bed. Big Bad Mitch is in the house, the master of memes. Lord Win should be called Lord Winner. Huh? See what I did there? You see what I did there? Big Bad Mitch Juice, the first lady in the house. We got Fuzz Four Claws. We got Moon Grew. We got Mike Honcho in the building. Jennifer, welcome, welcome, welcome. John, baggage, baggage secured. We got GI No. Okay. GI Yes. Uh, we got Kebab. Kebab. Kebab mixed. I love a good kebab. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest DJ space that we have, man. Eddie and Britt, how the fuck y'all doing today, homie? Oh, you know, we fresh off of work, of course. I have a, I have a different type of style IPA today. I got this Island <laughs> Beat IPA. Um, it's, uh, it's not as strong as the regular IPA. It's about 5% ABV, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's a nice little refreshing drink right off of work and yeah. Yeah, and, and it's also not uh it's definitely not web three, it's definitely not beer dot I'll tell you that. Um but uh glad you know, like beer speaks dot I had to go I had to go cop that. Can you believe that can you believe <laughs> did you go cop that? Absolutely. Bro, can you believe that this is the month that people are like, oh, let's do sober October? What the fuck are you talking about? You mean when the best beers are around, that's the one that you're like, oh, let's get sober now. Uh, fuck off. Uh, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that here. Um, it is my birthday month. Uh, I intend to get as plastered as I can for as many days as I can up until the point that I can't anymore because I realize now that I'm getting older and these hangovers, they are a real fucking thing. Um, so I'm just trying to enjoy every last night that I possibly can, uh, before I get burnt out on this. Hey, big yeah, bad. Go for it. Hangovers Sorry. are a thing, bro, but sober tober is definitely not a thing. Like, there you not go. People should be participating <laughs> in. And I and when I think about that, and I think about Hacktober, and we'll get back, we'll get more into that when we get to the astrology report. But when I think about all these hacks that are going on, you definitely can't stay sober during this month. This is a uh, we're down. Bro, uh, yeah, dude, it's mind bending. Therefore, you deserve to go on a bender. Brittany, how are you, homie? She's Happy great. to be here, Laura. How are you feeling today? <laughs> I'm fucking great, homie. Uh, 
I'm so fucking, uh, I'm pumped, man. I'm really excited about this interview. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited. I have the week off of work today. I got some yard work done. I still had to do some light work. You know what I mean? The weekly meeting. Um, you know, I still had to do like, uh, uh, push people around, tell them you go here, you go there, you go there, have it done for me by Friday or you're fired. Uh, of course that's not my, uh, that's not my personality at all, but, uh, yeah, man. Um, uh, but still got some stuff done and, uh, tomorrow's going to be an even better day. I'm looking forward to, to putting in some good work then. Um, I'm pumped homie. Do we have a, do we have an astrology report tonight? Of course. Do we do? I promise are you. Are there I'm stars a- in the sky, Lord Lord? Bro, uh, I promise <laughs> if you. If stars week- are in the sky, then we got a report. Hey, I love that, dude. Uh, I might have to fucking use that. Um, I promise this week it is my goal to get you a, an intro for this. Um, and I'm fucking stoked about it. But uh, let's go for it. Brittany, give us the astrology report. Okay, here we are. Disclaimer, I'm not a professional astrologist. It is not advised to make any life changes based on the information I provide. We are still in Libra season. Today is October 17th. The projects in my orbit are Cryptoria. The weapons revealed today and very soon we should start some gameplay. Um, Cat Blocks Corp is here with us today and they are in my orbit as well with only 3% listed of their projects. So we are so excited to hear from them. Um, ETH is holding in the 1300s. Bitcoin is in the 1900s and Sol is holding at $31. Um, Mercury is now out of its post retrograde shadow period and it is still in Libra. We have about another week until a dark period again. So enjoy this next week or so. Um, Venus is in Libra, Moon is in Cancer, the Sun is in Libra, and we're just going to update on a few um, hacks that have gone on in this space. Um, let me just pin this tweet really quickly. Hacktober, that's right. Um, it is Hacktober. This year, we have lost $3 billion in hacks alone thus far, and we're not even done with the year. Um, we've lost 718 million in this quarter alone. So it's just, yeah, it's kind of been, like Eddie said, Hacktober is, is really not letting us chill out in this bear market at all. Um, we have a really big hack with Binance and what was another one that was Oracle. Oracle, that's right. The Oracle hack was huge as well. So stay safe out there, and that is the end of your astrology report. Yeah, that. Thank you for that, Brittany. Um, the Hacktober is scary because we're only halfway through. We still got we still got another half of this month. So uh, make sure you're not staying sober during uh during this October because uh, a lot of people are getting hacked out there. And you know, you, you, best way to stay vigilant is to keep a, a can of beer in your hand. But um. It's, man, did you hear about this mango? This mango hack. Um, if anybody wanted to add on that, the mango hack was crazy. This dude, uh, I pinned it. All right, hold on. It, oh, it actually hasn't pinned to the top yet. I'll pin it there. And uh, basically, this guy stole money. And since it's a DAO, he told him like, "Yo, if I refund this back, will you guys not pursue criminal charges?" And then he went and fucking voted yes on the proposition. So obviously, he he's using hacker votes to to prop it up. But uh, yeah just hilarious these these hackers have some nerves the can audacity. i say something really fast about the mango hack because i'm just obsessed with it 
Absolutely, bro. Please Let do. I mean, the dude put to a vote that he basically like he now is calling it. I mean, he's such a Chad. It's like he's calling it a a bug bounty. And then he voted. He owns fifty one percent of the voting supply to give himself a forty million dollar bounty and return sixty million. So I think technically that is the biggest bug bounty ever. And he he was able to award himself that bounty. It, it's just, I mean, that's going to go down in the history. Book it's got to go in history. I just pinned uh, Sunray World Wolf. He was staying to the top. As you can see on the top right there on the jumbotron, it just breaks down exactly what uh what he was telling us, and you can see the vote break down in the screenshot. It's uh it's pretty funny, man. I mean, it's not funny because I know a lot of people will definitely hurt, and um, you know, there's definitely no customer service or recovery for uh, losing this amount of funds, um, other than uh, you know prosecuting to like the highest degree. But uh, this is, I mean, if all else is not Funny. I mean, at least this guy had some humor, some some Chad behavior for sure. Bro, that is such a wild fucking story. Uh, I would love to interview this fucking guy, man, or girl, or girl. Look, man, you know, I'm fucking. Uh, you never know. We don't know, um, dude. Uh, the female Chad. Imagine that, bro. That'd be fucking. That would be awesome. Um, Chadette. Chadette. Yeah, dude. Uh, dudette. I remember when Dudette was a thing. I think we tried to make it a thing. I don't think they'd ever... They, I don't, I don't Back think, in my day. <laughs> oh, shit. That hit home so hard. Uh, that hurt my soul. Got him. I, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's funny that you say that because I have actually been saying Back in my day quite a lot. Uh, the, the last one was Hooters. I remember when uh, you could get a 10 piece for seven ninety nine, um, and now it's fourteen ninety nine. and I was absolutely shocked. And then I had to remind myself, well, uh, that was 20 years ago, you fucking old man. Um, so it's, it's funny that you, that you bring that up. Um, I love it, dude. Thank you again uh, for another amazing uh, astrology report. I appreciate them. I love them every time. It is my goal to get that set up for you. Um, but dude, we are here to talk fucking cat blocks, homie. Wolfie, let's do it. How the fuck are you, bro? Thank you for tolerating this uh, this long intro and, and waiting for us to get to it, man. I appreciate you. No, man, that was literally one of the best intros. Or no, sorry, the best intro I've ever heard. Like that was amazing. I I, I was fully let's fully go. Um, so no, I'd sit through that a million times. I'm good, man. Just like you guys, I'm winding up a long day of work. Sipping some ranch water that someone left at my house from a poker game I hosted last night. And uh, really excited to dive into all things catwalk and learn more about what you guys are up to. And just excited to chop it up. And uh, I hope it's okay. I brought my fellow founder, Jacobine, for the, for the chat. Always welcome, do. welcome. Uh, welcome, sure. Jacobine. Yeah, I have to second that. That was the best intro by far I've ever heard. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank you so much, man. And uh, uh, I hope to come up with something just as badass, keeping the tradition going for uh, for Brit's astrology report. Um, I'm fighting whether it should be a, a, a quickie or if it should be a little bit longer. We'll we'll, we'll have to wait for the, the the weed to kick in and uh, and and just take it from there, man. But uh, thank you, bro. Yeah, it could be just that. like a little zinger, Lord Lord. It could be just like a 
like that like that last drum sound at the end of the uh at the end of the intro the when it's winding down it could be something just like where you just trigger it with the sound you know it's gonna be badass i promise you big bad wolfie in the house yeah <laughs> let's go eddie was that you yeah bro i got my soundboard ready fuck yeah eddie let's go um cheers to that <laughs> huge applause for that uh, i love it dude wolfie bro um cat blocks homie well first of all listen uh both of you i love origin stories we like to f- start everything out here uh with with your origin story man you've got to tell us how you got into the crypto nft space uh what got you here what got you to this point Sick. And like we we might have to do two origin stories or three origin stories because it's my personal. There's Jacobine, and then there's Catwalks, which has taken a a pretty big departure from how it was originally minted. So let's go. I'll start with mine. Um, I have a background in Hollywood. Uh, I used to basically be what's called an IP hunter. So I'd find stories, books, news articles, get the rights to it package them and then uh, put them together and sell them off to sort of bigger players like Hulu or Disney or MGM is someone I've worked with quite a bit. Um, and in a weird way, it all it all brought me to NFTs. So uh, when the pandemic was really coming down hard, I had one last job in the pipeline for this animated TV show on Netflix called uh, Love, Death and Robots. Um, and I was producing the physical aspects of the season finale of season three. And I was working with an animator who I thought was just truly astounding. Um, and this was at the time where like it was NFTs were sort of just starting to bubble. And I'm like a huge nerd. So I, I knew about them. But like I like to say for, in my head, there's like post Beeple's every day and pre Beeple's every day giant sale. So this was pre. and um, basically approached this director after we wrapped his episode and I said, look, I think you're the best living animator out there. Like, please let me sniff around your hard drives. Like, I really think we can make a really, really compelling um, art drop. And so I I sort of was birthed through the fire of NFTs. My first interaction with NFTs was sort of running the comms and marketing for for an auction. Um, And I'm still still really really proud of that first drop uh if anyone wants to check it out it was on maker's place uh it's called alberto miego's uh the importance of something i can't even remember the own drop now but the video we put together for that and the artistic statement is something you know that was probing those early questions of why nft why this medium and i kind of then after that stuck to it uh started working for a company called future became the head of their Web3. So my, my day job is in Web3. And through all the sort of learnings and, and advising and clients, came together with my best friends in the world and created Catwalks. And now, seven months down the line, here we are. Fuck yes, bro. We will touch back on that, uh, on, on the, 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 the robot stuff, man. I cannot wait to fucking, uh, I cannot wait to get into that. Um, I want to get to Jacob. Jacob, big man, what's going on? What tell us your origin story? What's good? What's good? Yeah, so I'm kind of a I'm a technical person. Like I do a lot of software development stuff. I've been I've been into NFTs since like 
I don't know, like 2018 or something. I was, I was going to like little, I remember I went to a conference and I heard about CryptoKitties and they're like, this shit shut down Ethereum. I was like, oh, interesting. And then I started exploring that, did a couple of hackathons in 2019 that were like mostly NFT projects. And then I was, you know, I got a, I had a job working for an analytics, NFT analytics company in early 2020. And then I just, I watched everything blow up and I started building artist marketplaces. So I was also kind of into it for creator autonomy, creator sovereignty, and built a marketplace called Screensaver that was on Polygon. That was a ton of fun. It was super hacky, super punk rock. We were all about like, we're trying to do a DAO and all this fun stuff. And so, and then Catbox was like, we, we saw the PFP thing. We saw this whole 10K like movement and wanted to kind of explore it and, and try it out for ourselves. And here here's, we are, not like nine months later or something. 2018, me and Jacob, penniless in a, in a like tiny apartment, surviving on beans and rice. And he's like, hey, I think we should buy these crypto kitties. And I'm like, dude, have you fucking gone insane? And if only I could see how he was foreshadowing our future at the time. <laughs> and now we do it 24-7. Fuck yes, bro. I love this fucking story already. I love uh, the, the two broke hungry dudes fucking... Uh, dude, we should buy these JPEGs. And you're like, dude, we should buy dinner. We should buy ramen packets right now, man. Um, and you guys fucking make it through. I, I want to get, I'm gonna, I promise we're going to get to the meat of this stuff, man. I, but I got to get this out of the way here, this love, death, and robot stuff here. Um, what exactly were you doing on that show? I, explain to me, uh, you know, your your involvement. I know you said you worked on the last season. What exactly were you were you doing on that? Yeah, so I've been I've been lucky, um, and so you know there are certain TV shows or certain movies where I am involved and produce everything. And uh, Love, Death, and Robots is very unique how it works. Um, so basically, every episode is its own animator, and uh, this is actually really cool of Netflix that a lot of people don't know about but they allow the animators to use their own pipelines, which is why every episode looks significantly different. And also why every Pixar movie looks exactly the same because big studios have a pipeline that they like you to use. Uh, and that's just why everything kind of looks the same. So with this certain director, Alberto, um, he basically, we, we shoot everything live not motion capture no one's wearing any suits it's not done in like a high-tech room it's done in a literally a fucking parkour gym and we are shooting them live and then he takes that footage ingests it and has a team of 50 artists who are sometimes literally painting over what we shot live so his sort of pipeline for animation is incredibly expensive and takes a super long time but that's why his stuff looks so interesting um and he's a true true auteur like I, i'm not like him like he he like i also was lucky enough to produce coming at the very end and produce his um short film that won an oscar last year and that took him eight years of sweat equity because he was just doing it alone and he refused to take any money because he didn't want anyone to tell him or give him notes <laughs> he, you know he's pretty uh he's pretty much an auteur so 
yeah, that was my, my thing on Love, Death, and Robots. Like, really, the day-to-day, I had huge storyboards of, of every moment that needed to happen in the episode. And we basically were acting it all out in a parkour gym. I, I w- it was truly like, oh, look at this, like, floppy foam pit. You're going to pretend it's an ocean, and you're, we're going to kick you into it, and we're going to film it. And, you know, it's really to see how, how a body truly would fall uh, in, in real life and then paint over that because you know a lot of these animators once you take physics out of the equation it, 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 it's too hard to sort of animate what it would look like if someone's falling off a horse or that kind of stuff so it was uh it was intense it was hands dirty but I will say that that episode is probably my favorite thing in in Hollywood that I've ever worked on um, and was worth it all right, man. So you do a lot. That's amazing. I love hearing about movie magic. That's really cool that you worked on that. That's a huge show. That's well, well, it really was cool. nice for me because like during the, before the pandemic, I was finding stories and selling them. And when the pandemic came down, everyone started doing that. And I'm like, look, I, I, I can find nice stories, but I can't compete with Steven Spielberg if he's doing the same thing. So it brought me back onto set for the first time in a long time. And, and it was great, you know, just, get creative and and create a show about a knight going insane and killing everyone (laughs) it's great to hear about the bts too because they had like a great onboarding experience at the end of each show right with the nft that they give out and stuff i know i was i was desperately trying to get them to do something a bit more compelling but at at that point that's when the big wigs step in yeah and i mean and it and it's at the end of the show too, where like you had to like watch it and like I think maybe it was like a QR code that kind of led you to everything. I kind of forget. It was kind of a minute yeah. ago that I watched it, but yeah, that was uh. I mean, when it comes to onboarding people, there's no right way or wrong way right now because it's so early. But that was one of the best ways. I would tell you that it's not. It's definitely taking a step in the right direction. I, I want to yeah. Add- how to get somebody in what in involved in Web three or NFTs? gift them an nft that's the best way i think so that's pretty cool As somebody who's been in, in hollywood and in the in the, in the industry and, and done all this for a long time how hard is it to sell an animated series to uh, to a streaming service like netflix or hulu or anything else how how difficult is that so it really really depends right and like as someone who comes from a Hollywood background, like I see a lot of NFTs taking advantage of stuff that would never happen, right? Like one thing that would never happen is Netflix or Disney or Amazon or one of these major companies um, airing a show that they don't control the IP for, because then like, who's like, that's such a huge risk for a multi-billion dollar corporation to air a show they don't have control of the IP and some bad actor could then use those characters and hate speech or something like that. Like, I don't really see people taking a risk just to say, look, we're in web three, but I will, I see other things, right? Like I'll, I'll say, uh, uh, like a good example, right. Is, is the creeps collection has a, has a production deal with Seth Green's company, right? Uh, yes. Uh, stupid buddy. Yes, sir. Yeah, so like the amazingly cool thing about that is Seth Green has what almost no production company out there has, which is an independent uh, animation studio within his portfolio uh, that he can run. You know what I mean? And and the biggest setback for a lot of these projects 
is they don't have animation studios. Like the people who do Midnight Gospel. Netflix didn't animate a fucking thing on that. The guy who, who has the production studio has a studio down in Santa Monica and he actually animates it. So if you're going with a company that actually does the work and actually animates it, it's a way easier process. So, so that's including Seth Green, that's including um, uh, the Midnight Gospel people. But if you're going to Netflix and you're saying, hey, I don't have any resources, I don't have any animators on deck, I don't have a pipeline, I mean, the answer is quite frankly going to be no. Um, and, and, and unless you're a sort of like well-known director that makes sense for their business, I, I can say like when you do certain high levels of animation for, for Love, Death and Robots, we spend, I think, $4 million on 15 minutes of content. And that's just, that's just the price of, of how some of that stuff gets sometimes. Of course, it's incredibly different when you do 2D or, or stop motion animation, but it's such an expensive proposition still that it's some, it's the place in Hollywood where we see the least innovation, the least risk taken. And that's why there's only one show like Love, Death and Robot. So, uh, that's being a little pessimistic, but looking forward, you see a lot of new technology coming out that's leveling the playing field. You're seeing uh, right now adult animation is the fastest growing subsect in Hollywood. Um, everything is kind of looking like we might have a golden era of this sort of non-family friendly animation that I think there's a really big, uh, a really big audience for. And unfortunately, it's been uh, money and gatekeepers that have sort of kept that from flourishing other than the sort of family guys and South Parks that we all know and love. Yeah, it's interesting to highlight that because you think you think about like the 90s where someone had to carry literally like a computer on top of their shoulder to video record something and then you know you think about now where everything's just in the palm of your hand and and you know you can you can edit on your phone and you can do this but it's like you're right like it seems like animation hasn't got the same tech treatment that all these other, uh, you know, forms of media have already uh, took advantage of. So it, I, I see it because I, I, I know I always wonder, like, why more animation doesn't exist. And when you do even get, like, AR, you get, like, your augmented reality and stuff, um, even those graphics aren't as great. So, yeah, I can see things that need to progress in that area for sure. And even if you self-produce anything and you give it to Netflix, they're going to have their own criteria for like whatever their specs are, right? So you've got to, not only as a small creator, not only do you have to like uh, um, self-produce, but you got to get it right to their scale. Um, do, do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, maybe not even to their scale, but like they have a set of notes, they have a set of mandates for stuff that they want to air, they have a sort of social agenda that they want to see in their stuff. And I mean, I will say personally, as someone who left Hollywood because of the way it's set up, and I have no interest in, in going back into that system since becoming full-time Web3 about a year ago, I do see us kind of as the sort of, 90s to early 2000s like independent cinema that like really took off once cameras started being more accessible and and then this sort of like new breath of ip was born whether it be like the blair witch project or or i don't know just that sort of sundance era that we can all look back for and i don't know if we'll have that with content in web3 but i think we'll have that in platforms like i think we there will be a day when we're creating sort of enough compelling content where it's like 
oh no, buy this token to access access this. And it's more decentralized than like a Netflix with some sort of dude who couldn't make it in finance who's now giving you notes on something creative. Like right now, I will say coming from the inside, the current Hollywood system is broken. It's filled with dinosaurs. And it's it's literally like a, a little breeze will tumble this all over. Um, so I'm really interested to see. I don't, I'm not the one who's trying to like lead that charge in any way, but I do have my eye towards it. And, and again, just knowing like one of the, one of the areas that is so right for innovation is the Hollywood film system. Fuck yeah, bro. So that's going to get me into this next thing, dude. Is it like I knew right away, uh, that you meant business with the NFT because I had no nothing okay i want to point out come come out directly and say i know nothing about cap blocks however when i saw that video or two videos that i saw on your page i was blown the fuck away um you can tell from the beginning of the show like the the types of commercials um <clears throat> that we that we create and do here when i saw uh what you the way that it, the catnip was being advertised as like a pharmaceutical pill this was fucking brilliant to me um and right away i was already i was already sold on the project just by the video alone because i was like oh this is something uh different the marketing on your project is top notch i loved the 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 business week and the times and all of these um covers that you were that you were creating and, and pumping out um that's my style of humor that's the that's the the wildness on you know that that i enjoy um so right off the bat i was like i cannot wait uh to to hear more about this so i i mean i would like to know i know that you said that you hadn't uh, cat blocks uh, you know has its own origin story i can't wait to hear, hear about what the cat blocks corporation is but uh, I, I guess what i want to know is what what did you intend it to be and then what did it evolve into yeah totally that's a great question and and jacob we can we can trade off but i would say that like we minted sort of during this like peak utility phase and the original idea for cap blocks was to sort of be the bare brick of web three so an entity that would be able to hop from collaboration to collaboration um that would be grounded in a genesis collection and the idea was for our collaborations to not only have this sort of like amazing artwork attached to it but to have some sort of utility that was enabled through web3 and we were very successful very fast and we're a small team of people um we are not yuga labs <laughs> and uh or and uh so basically our very first one right out the bat was puma um jacobine created a, a unique sort of reveal mechanic for that where the NFTs were tied to physical rarity of garments and you got to choose when you wanted to self-reveal. So it was basically, if you're familiar with the uh, Renga black box sort of hysteria that we just experienced, Catbox was doing a little version of that um, with Puma a couple months ago, just under the same collection. Um, so we were really proud of that. And then it led us into our second collaboration, which was with a basketball league on ESPN. And I got to just give hats off to Jacobine on uh, the, he created this amazing NFT, which was the first sort of NFT bracket challenge for the 64 basketball teams playing. Uh, 
if you looked at your NFT in your wallet while it was playing, uh, you could see the live score as well as sort of projected an AR to play with your team's cap. Um, and then if your team lost, it transformed into a participation trophy. And we had prizes tied. So if you owned a, if you owned the cat that represented the player who hit the last winning shot, the automatic gift card from Puma, all the way up to having your own basketball team in that ESPN league. So someone won like a twenty thousand dollar prize of that. Um, and I was so <clears throat> we were moving at a breakneck speed. More interested in utilities and leveraging technology in a way that we found interesting. Um, and, and again, like I said, I was really proud of that. But then we started to look back and say, you know, we're so tied up in these collaborations and we're getting known sort of just for serving other companies. And then we're allowing other companies to have too much control over our holders' experience. So that's when we decided to pump the brakes a little bit and say, like, we're great at collaborating. We're great at sort of bringing companies into the mix, but let's stop doing that for a second. Let's focus on the Catwalks world. Let's focus on the Genesis collection. Um, and let's create a reason for these things to exist. So within our collection, we have some, you know, IRL utility tied to our Genesis collection, which is, as you mentioned, catnip, which is our sort of currency. And then coming out, we have the vault which will be our sort of prizing system where you can go and spend catnip. But now we have a sort of backbone for why catnip exists, the universe that catnip exists in. The vault will also be a story element as well as a place where you might be able to go get a trip to Italy or, you know, we've entered into a partnership to have paid internships in Web3 in the vault. So, like, I want the vault to be a place where you can say, like, look at these real-life benefits from owning catwalks as well as saying, if you're not interested in that, you know, there's a reason in this story that we've created to to exist. And, and maybe I'm rambling. So, Jacob, maybe you want to just – that was the beginning of Catbox, the collaborations. Jacob, do you want to lead, like, sort of like lay the stage for our new storyline? And then eventually we'll circle back. To really quick, Jacob, you get into it right now. But the only people that I've known to to get into that is the Gutter Cat Gang, a, a partnership with Puma, um, getting the the basketball team. So I'm I'm curious to know, do you know MP3 uh, from Gutter? I don't know MP3 from Gutter. Um, I'm allowed to say it now. Like I am an advisor to Puma on their Web3 strategy, so I do deal with uh, Gutter on Puma's behalf sometimes, but. Uh, we that was the same tournament. So the TBT yeah. tournament that was performing in, we had cats representing their team in our bracket challenge. Got uh, it. Yeah. So, you know, Puma loves all the cats. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, beautiful. Uh, go for it, Jacob. I'm sorry. Yo, that was amazing. Wolf. great job. That was like perfect to describe it. I was captivated the whole time. I think one thing that maybe you didn't touch on exactly was like why. Another reason why we moved into storytelling was that we did this ESPN commercial for TBT and like a ton of people saw that on ESPN, but it didn't really get to like the, like anybody who would come back and actually look and at the open sea or understand what an NFT was. And we were a bit frustrated by that because the commercial was so good. And like part of us was like, Oh, it's so hilarious that like these sports fans are seeing this surreal. Um, commercial <laughs> and maybe you can pin that i don't even know where it is it's deep on our twitter but 
it was so awesome. And we just realized like one of the one of the biggest assets we have is the ability to make great content, like great, great looking assets, but also great video content and world building kind of things. And so we just thought like, we really enjoy this. Why not? Why not lean into it? And we spent, um, I guess, the better part of like two months, like really pivoting, which was super dangerous. I mean, <laughs> and we had to explain to all our holders, like we're pivoting because we want more control of what we're doing and it's going to be awesome, but you have to be patient with us. And luckily, we have an incredible community that was down to wait. And like, while we were kind of getting everything settled, getting all these new assets and like storyline. But the, the basic premise of what we have now is that Caplox is not just a collection, right? It's, it's actually a corporation that lives in this universe. And they came up in the 2020s when the world was kind of going to shit. And they came up and they provided this product for people that allowed them to escape from the shitty world. And it was this metaverse, which is kind of what's like back in the early 2020s, it was similar to like maybe some of these things that you're seeing come out of meta or something like that. But um, they also came out with this, this type of, of drug, a pharmaceutical product that actually helps you become fully immersed in the, um, become fully immersed in the metaverse, right? So like, and that's catnip. So you, you go in the metaverse, you take a dose of this catnip, and then you're like fully in there. It's like you, you put on the VR headset, but now you're, you're fully, fully in the metaverse, in the Caplock Corporation metaverse. And our metaverse is called Nohaya, which is kind of a fun play on the idea that the world went to shit, but somehow like some alternate version of Ohio was the last bastion of humanity. And even in this virtual world, it became this, and, and it's essentially this utopia that people live and play in. And you can go to our website and actually see that. I really recommend you do. And we're super proud of that website because um, it's pretty crazy. You should look at it on desktop. Though. It's yeah, shout out Jacobine. He killed it on this website. I will just, yeah. if you are at a desktop and want to experience something cool, and that that's a whole city we built in Unreal Engine, which you will be able to explore down the line. Right. So those are the base, that's the basic premise here. And oh, I forgot one thing, which is that Caplox Corporation has like a Mickey Mouse type character that's named Caddis. And if you look at our video, Caddis is the, is the cat, the, the illustrated cat character on that like TV screen with the floating rocket jet. <laughs> so I'll stop there, but I'm sure you'll have questions. No, yeah. I, I love the lore. I love the story on this. Um, I'm very familiar with the bear brick and I, and I love the, I love that it starts with that. Like that's the idea because I see a lot of similarities. I actually used to uh, resell a bunch of bear bricks um, uh, back in the day. And when you buy a pack of these 24s, you realize that you can sell these pre-reveal, right? Like some NFT language. You can sell these pre-reveal or you can open these blind boxes and figure out the collaboration. And now this collaboration could either increase the value of that that bear brick for sale or uh possibly you know it's a common and you end up uh you you know you end up losing money on it or something but um i think it's very cool that you guys have established this uh this, this type of uh uh collaboration effort because it's it's endless and it's uh it's timeless and 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 when you're uh when you guys are doing that i i have a question um are you guys really um are you guys like, uh, how do I, because of that price action could be so different between each collab and stuff. Is that something you guys anticipated? Is that, 
is that was that part of the goal that um, you know some people will be more attached to collaborations than um, you know than like a common type of one or, or like what was can you guys touch more on that? Yeah, I think that was originally our goal and our thinking, and you know, I can say like we were wrong about we were right about certain things and we were wrong about certain things. And leading up to men, I always said on on the MAs, it's like. As a project founder, especially if you're doing something sort of that's, I, I don't want to say never been done before, but sort of something that's kind of far out there, it's like all your business ideas are theory until you mint. And I always like the company that you have the day before you mint and the day after you mint are completely different. So, you know, our, our, our initial theory was like, yeah, some people will love Puma. And then next season, some people love basketball and some people love X, Y, and Z. But again, I think that's pretty flawed thinking, looking back going, well, look, we have 10,000 people who own Genesis and they're expecting, like, it's impossible to serve. You know what I mean? Not it, uh, it, It's impossible to find a brand or a collaboration that would make everyone happy. And so that's why we said, all right, let's pump the brakes on the collaboration, knowing we can come back to them establish this genesis ecosystem in the form of the story in the utility of catnip and the vault and when that is all chugging healthily we can sort of circle back uh you know like we we left a collaboration on a table which in the beginning we would have killed for with a sort of major automotive company who had a really sick idea for a collab but again it just didn't jaguar. feel right it was jaguar it wasn't. I, I At least the Alpha, Wolfie. <laughs> uh, it's a small car. Well, I'll just say that. It's a Mini. Um, but, you know, I, it was hard to see, like, yeah, I could see how that collaboration would really help that company's stepping stones into Web3, but how the Genesis sort of got value from the collaboration is a harder thing. And like I said, we're a small team, so if we were to take that collaboration it would have taken all of our bandwidth. You know what I mean? Yes. So it was just like being sort of trapped in that system of serving other people. Um, so that's kind of why we decided to pump the brakes, focus on Genesis. And I'll just say, uh, Jacobin gave really good lead up of the story. Uh, our sort of lore and our story is just starting. Um, so if anyone is interested, you know, there's going to be some crazy shit that happens to Caddis. There's going to be interactive stuff. We just did our sort of first quest, which, you know, it's open now, but uh, the sort of tower on our website was locked. And as you were saying, Lord, Lord, you had to go through, look at all the funny fake magazine covers we made. There's actually a secret ci uh, cipher hidden across all of those covers. And a couple of our smart cats cracked it. And we're able to be the first ones to access that website. And now the website's open for everyone who doesn't have time to be pouring over their thing. So we want to keep finding ways to leverage storytelling in Web3 with that IRL utility. So another fun thing is like Caddis is a bot in our Discord. You know, you can go and ask him questions about Capwalks and he'll help. He'll tell you some horrible jokes. And, uh, I, you know, coming from Hollywood, there's so many fun levers you can play with in storytelling in web three that are just not available to you outside of it. Fuck yeah. It. I think that's a really good point, which is that it's not just about this one narrative. It's actually that we saw that there's so many good creatives, like both, both like storytellers and artists in our community 
And if we just provide them this kind of foundational framework of lore, we know it's just going to run wild. And, and the idea of decentralized storytelling is so fun and just fascinating. I think we really want to explore that. I love the way that you could talked about it being levers, so many different levers that you can um, pull in this storytelling. Um, and I really love that idea. Um, I kind of want to get into a little bit uh, uh, the meat of it. So let's say that I, that I buy a, a cat blocks on, on secondary. Uh, what now? Then what, what do I need next? What am, I, what am I doing after I hold that asset? Yeah. So I will answer your question, I promise. But I was going to say one thing on Jacobs of like decentralized storytelling. Uh, you find hosts might see there's a couple knuckles in the audience. And like that's the Catwalks Mafia. And that is the sort of subsect that has grown out of the storytelling. And it's been so awesome to watch. So I just want to give them a shout out. Shout, um, out, to, shout out to the Mafia. Yeah, your fucking dues, motherfuckers. Always pay dues. Yeah, they're running. They're running our medicine. Have you sleeping with the fishes? So can the mafia get me into the catnip factory? I'm on the website right now, but I'm not an employee, so how can no? The mafia has been the one to crack all of our codes early. Like they are fucking good, man. Need to hook up with them then and see. Yeah, they have a special group chat. I'm sure they'll invite you to it. We're joining um, the mob, Eddie and Britt. We're joining the mob. Fact. I'm ready. What's the four points? Are, yeah, I'm joining. But um, yeah. so like, uh, if you were to buy one right now, so what you have to look forward to is uh, I'm trying to make a experience for people who have a lot of time and for people who have no time at all. So if you have no time at all, the things to know is you don't have to pay attention to the story. We are going to roll out catnip, which will reward you for the amount of time held passively. So if, as long as you just hold it, you will you are accruing your catnip. Uh, we'll have leaderboards to all that. Uh, catnip can be spent for like story reasons. And then, as I said, catnip's main utility is this thing we're rolling out called the vault. It's what you'd expect from your sort of average NFT collection with whitelist spots and upcoming mints and all that stuff. But then with the added factor of going, look, we have relationships with Puma, GameStop, FutureCorp, all these people, and they want to stock the vault filled with stuff that can be purchased with catnip. And catnip can't be spent on Uniswap. It's basically an in-game uh, currency. So our goal is to sort of provide the most robust system of rewards, uh, whether it be traveling experience, work experience, all that kind of stuff. That you could say, well, you know what? My NFT took me to fucking Italy. So how's that for utility? So um, it cannot be purchased on Uniswap. No. Cat, uh, catnip and, and Jacob, if I'm misspeaking, please please come out. But uh, you can see it being accrued on chain. You can see that we are not messing with the supply and that everything is being fairly dispersed. But uh, I don't want to go to jail. Uh, I don't want to be investigated by the SEC. So for those reasons, you can't sell it. Got it. No, I, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I love That's it. That's a great yeah, reason. Yeah, it's an in-game sure. currency. Uh, I love it. And then I love that you can use it for real-world stuff. So that's fucking awesome. Um, I'm sorry, Jacob, if, we, if I cut you off. No, that's a great explanation. I mean, yeah, that's good enough. I don't need to get into the details. Beautiful, bro. Um, so, all right. So... Uh, I, I fucking, I, I, I got it. So, um, I buy the, I buy, I, 
I buy the cap blocks, I hold it, and I just immediately start accruing stuff, which I can use in your in your real real world shop. Is there anything else that I that I need or? Um, no, there's nothing else that you need, but we're trying to provide the backstory of like, you know what? I love this story. Uh, this is just entertainment. I want to, you know, there will be story experiences gated to just you as a Genesis holder. Um, so to, hopefully our, our story draws to help, you in. Will, we, will holders be able to help mold that story at all? So, uh, so you're, you're really, so the long-term play of this is, we are holding the reins for what I'm calling, for lack of better words, season one, which is mainly the main arcs of Nohio and the metaverse. And then through technology, what we're developing is a way to sort of decentralize storytelling. So the mafia could create their own sort of story that would have rewards in our ecosystem that we're providing. So a way for us to use our tech and our brand to leverage individual holder stories and allow them to tap into their creativity is our long-term vision. But right now we just want to like create something that gets everyone intrigued in the first place. Fuck. Yes, dude. Um, there's another thing that I wanted to mention, man, uh, speaking about partnerships, um, you guys partnered with some homies of ours, Superfest, uh, and I noticed cause the, this, this project embodies a lot of my favorite stuff, man. It's got, uh, it's got my type of dark humor to it. Uh, it's sci-fi related, uh, and then it's got in real life events and I'm a huge fan of in real life events so far. I've seen what you've done is, uh, San Francisco outside, I believe, and and you've also done, um, uh, uh, you've done London. Um, so tell me about this thing that you guys did with Superfest, please. Yeah. So Superfest was actually, we launched with like three partners after Puma and Superfest was one of those partners. Um, I know the team intimately over there. I'm big fans of what they're doing. I think what they're doing, honestly, should have way more attention on it. And that was an interesting one because usually, like, when we come together with collaborations, we have a thing that we know that we're doing. So, like I said, with the TBT, we launched the sports bracket through NFTs. Or Puma, we did this unique sort of reveal mechanism. With Superfest, after we both teams sat down and kind of showed each other everything that we we're working on, we kind of went, you know, there are so many ways for us to align and we are, we are helping each other behind the scenes that Superfest was the first people that we launched our first project that we announced a long-term partnership with knowing that there were so many ways down the road that we'll be able to add to each other. Um, so like, it's like you said, outside lands was the first, uh, we, I think we brought about 25 community members and we met up with the Superfest crew who partied on down and, um, they are going to be one of the prizing partners in the vault, um, as well as going forward in all their sort of web three activities. We have an ear and when we can lend support, we plan to, and when the, when the right situation presents itself, we'll definitely circle back to a sort of bigger partnership. But right now it's like there are homies and uh, I'm really excited for all the stuff they're going to put in the vault. I love that dude. So were those experiences earned through catnip? No, that was literally a raffle. 
Wow. I was literally baffled. And shout out, I don't know if he's still here, but uh, Fuzz, yeah, he's not here, but he was the luckiest guy in the world. In the same week, he won the raffle to Outside Land and airfare to London, to our to our London hangout. So he only went to one, but that's another thing of, you know, we've tried to, in the interim while catnip is being sort of developed because it's pretty complicated, um, we, we have a lot of raffles for IRL events. Our, we have an amazing treasury department that's given away, I think, like 30 East worth of NFTs. Um, you know, we have a lot of cool things to kind of keep you engaged in the meantime. Hell yeah, bro. You also mentioned some stuff about the metaverse. And so I kind of have a couple of questions here and I'm, I'm trying to think of how to, to phrase it. I guess, I guess the first part of the question is, uh, what is the metaverse as it, as it relates to, to your project? What is it that you're working on there? But I think the bigger overall question I have, uh, is kind of what is, what is the best version of the metaverse that you would like to see when you envision the, the, the metaverse, what is it to you? Uh, and, and what is the, the best scenario for that? So I know it's a two-party question. Feel free to tackle either one. Yeah, and I think, I think Jacob, we should trade off. And I'll just give a shout-out. He's not here anymore, but uh, Neo stopped by, who's the founder of Wilder World, who's a metaverse I really like and been in chats with Wilder World for a long time. Um, but for me, and at least as it pertains to Caplocks, is, like the metaverse is a storytelling element uh, that we want to let you explore in a super guardrailed way. Uh, we are not trying to say like we're building our own metaverse, but I do want to have an eye to implement Catblocks in as many metaverses that are compelling as possible out there. Um, I think for me personally, when I think about the metaverse, uh, and that's why I mentioned him, I did an AMA with Wilder World a week ago. And their founder said something pretty pr profound about like why they're not going dystopian. And he was saying it because, you know, like a lot of times when you put stuff out there and it becomes the mainstream thought, you accidentally create it in real life. Like, uh, you know, like how if the, if the government forecasts a recession, people stop buying because they're scared and then that creates a recession. So I would say like a metaverse I would like to see is a, is a happy one. You know, if we're talking beyond a video game, like somewhere that you go, it's not to play a game, it's to experience a sort of another digital life. I don't want that life to be shitty. Like, I feel like real life is shitty enough as it is. And, um, you know, I, I, I would hope for a sort of equalizer, right? And I think Discord is really great for that. Discord has all sorts of horrible problems. But to me, like, Discord and Twitter is the first layer of the metaverse like discord is just the metaverse without walls or without spatial movement and already in discord you can kind of see like yeah i could come in there and say oh i'm a fucking producer i'm a founder da, 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 da. or you can just come in there and be yourself and vibe and and be on a really level playing field with everyone else who happens to be in that chat room and just come in there and exchange values and ideas and i would say like Discord has a lot of toxic stuff, but one of the most positive things is that ability to just like truly, truly be yourself. Uh, and, and, you know, in your real life, like you have all these predefined definitions. You're a girl. Uh, you're a person of color. You're this, you're that. 
And uh, right now, at least, the first layer of Metaverse and Discord allows you to escape those. Yeah, dude. Uh, my, my favorite person that takes that to the extreme is Brian Redband. I'll let you look into that later. I won't fuck you up right now. Um, Brian Redband is a, the, the former producer for the Joe Rogan podcast. He's also the current producer for Kill Tony. And I strongly recommend that you, uh, you check out his virtual reality stuff uh, that he does uh, in the, uh, the meta world. Uh, <laughs> you're probably going to love it. I just bookmarked it so I can check it out afterwards. Beautiful. Um, fuck yeah, man. Um, Dude, um, hold on. Wanna... I don't want to let Jacobin off the hook for that question because he's the dev, yeah. and I love I love the dev POV on this sort of stuff. I mean, I, I think you said it pretty well, but I mean, yeah. One thing is that I think Caplex Corporation, like that metaverse, is actually kind of a troll on like everyone being like, "Oh, we're building a metaverse," and how you have kind of like meta or something that's. That feels a lot like an evil corporation that's like building a world that they're like, you're going to love living here. So I think it's important to know that we say that almost making fun of, I mean, like, I really appreciate what people are doing and I love being on Twitter. And I think the PFPs here are some level of metaverse, but I, I definitely also think we're trolling like the buzzword and of metaverse and just like, you know, just let us hang out and have fun. It doesn't have to be this crazy like thing that venture capital invests billions of dollars into it oh yeah bro um i love it man hey are you guys up to play uh, well first of all is there anything else that you guys wanted to add um something that i didn't cover something that i left out something i didn't touch on no no i think i think that's it and uh that was a great interview and just want to say like we're at the beginning uh, of the story and anyone who wants to tune in you know, one thing that we definitely have at Caplox is an amazing core community who will help explain everything to you if you're new and want to check it out. Hell yeah, bro. Um, Wolfie, I'm definitely going to want to get reach out to you in the future about, because uh, I'm a huge fan of IP, Wolfie. You don't understand. It's like, I, I love it. Um, and so I'd love to reach out to you about like uh, movie stuff. Please. and, and, and I'm, do... I'm always here. And I always tell people like, you own, not obviously it doesn't matter what you own, but like, for my catwalks community, like I'm always around. I do one-on-ones all the time. And I love, I love, if you can't tell, I love talking about this shit. So uh, I would definitely up for a one-on-one. Let's fucking go. Eddie Britt, did either one of you have questions that, that, uh, that you wanted to ask? Um, I need that Italy utility. So I'm going to be a part of the catbox community. That's for sure. Um, the website, is that, was that pulled? Like, was that pulled from any movie inspo? It looks really. It looks like a movie. I wanna. I wanna watch or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's pulled from a lot of movies. Definitely. I mean, Blade Runner has to be inspiration for every metaverse, but. It's okay, also- that's yeah. those are the vibes I was definitely getting. It, but it's not like dystopian, like negative. It looks really cool, actually. So I love that it's- you guys made that point for it to be like the metaverse like the world that you want to live in instead of like the world that is just, I don't know. A lot of the metaverses aren't great, but I love your your idea for it. There's also a movie called Brazil. That was a big inspiration, which is kind of, we went in this like art deco futurism kind of direction, which is not what you typically see, but we thought it was kind of fun to take it there. You should check it out. Awesome. Googling now. 
for full disclaimer, I haven't seen Brazil, so uh, I'll be watching it with everyone else. Fuck yeah, bro. Uh, are you guys down to play a quick game? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, boys. Here we go. Uh, this game is called Are You a Degen? And we just ask you three questions. That's it. And we find out if you're a degen. Uh, so the first question here is um, tell me your rug story. Yeah, not a degen. I don't have a, well, yeah, I don't have a personal rug, rug story. I've helped people in rugs. I've never been rugs. I feel like. I feel like I need to like literally hear. I'm knocking on wood as I say it because like this, it's like one of those things that you don't fucking say. Uh, but for now, I've never been rugged. Jacobin. Yeah, come on, Mister Dev. I'm, I wasn't rugged by uh, an NFT, but I was rugged by. Do you know that project like Magic? It was like a DeFi thing. It was like a. It was all this token stuff, all this DeFi stuff. I got rugged by that dude, Daniel. They were, they were like, so at the end of the day, they were, one of the people on their like multi-sig wallet was like a known, like almost a known criminal or something. And like this dude was giving him the keys to like millions and millions of dollars. And it all kind of crumbled at the end. So there you go. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. All right, bro. What's been your biggest win in the game? Like what's been the biggest monetary win you've made so far? Again, I'm I'm not I'm not good at this game. I personally, and this is feel no. I I love traders. They're they're needed for this space. Personally, when I buy NFTs, I just hold on to them with with no intention to sell. Uh, and I'm lucky enough to have uh, make my money outside of NFTs, just so I can just sort of participate. But I know I'm in the fucking bottom bottom zero one percent. Oh, dude. POV. No, well, no, I'm there. I hold to zero almost every time. I was going to say, dude. <laughs> With the exception of a few projects. Uh, hodling is a DGEN move, bro. Hodling to zero, that is very DGEN. You're, 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 you're not thinking of it the right way. Jacoby, yeah, what are you? Yeah. I, I don't think he was saying like that. I don't think he was saying he hodls to zero. I think he was saying he appreciates art and uh, Web3 brands, guys, because I'm in that boat. <laughs> How Look, I just buy shit I like with no intent. Like, if I buy something, it's because I want it, and I don't ever want to sell it. Unless, like, and this will go to show I haven't hit one of those, but, like, unless you hit something really, really crazy, then I'd probably sell it. But for the most part, I, 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 just, I just buy shit I like, and I want to see where it goes. I love it, dude. Jacobine. Yeah, so I definitely hold to zero as well. I've, I don't think I've ever turned a profit on any NFT. I, but, like, I definitely subscribe to that, like, friends <laughs> friends along the way thing. Because I've met some amazing people here over the last couple of years. And also, we have a business. We got a business out of it, which isn't, you know, that's pretty cool. Maybe that's a win. A Web3 business is a win. Uh, all right, man. Everyone note his ring of PFP as he says he, he's never made any money on NFTs. Uh, he's not selling it, so I guess uh, I guess he's not making money on it. Uh, fucking a, dude. Um, all right, man. You're given you're given one ETH today. What do you do with it? That is a good good fucking question. Um, you know, 
uh, it was mentioned earlier. I like Cryptoria. I'm interested where Artifact is going. And I would probably trade some. Uh, this might be like a sacrilege to say, but uh, I know they just announced a big partnership today. But I, I said in our internal Slack the other day that uh, the Solana project, anybody's, it was like one of the best Solana projects I had seen. So I probably would buy a couple of those as well. Let's go. Cryptoria is a good move for sure. I think it is. Too. Yeah, actually, it's funny because uh, Moon Fuel, who's the one who set this awesome interview up, that's uh, the homie. That's our yeah. guy. Shout out to Moon Fuel, by the way, <laughs> Moon for Fuel's sure. Moon Fuel's the man. Yeah, yeah dude. he's a diehard Catblock holder, and he got me into Cryptoria. We Catblock was supposed to do an ANA with Cryptoria, uh, um, so I've been watching them from afar and and hold my citizen and land and weapon. And I just feel like they're doing everything right. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big fan of Moon. Shout out. Oh yeah, dude. Um, fuck yeah. Uh, Jacoby, what are you doing? One ETH today. Hmm, that's a good question. There's a lot of PFPs that I want, but they're expensive. They're more than one ETH. So, but I love ETH. <laughs> so I probably hold that to zero. Honestly. He's buying catwalk. Uh, I'm sweeping cat I'm holding it to zero for Vitalik. Wolfie, always the PR dude. Fucking jump in and right away. No, no, no. You don't know what you're doing. You're, you're just you're sweeping, dog. That's what you're doing. I uh, fucking love it. Always be closing, baby. Um, fuck yeah, bro. Hey, uh, Moonfuel, this was a dope ass interview. Thank you for setting this up. Uh, Wolfie, yeah, bro. I'm more bullish because uh, Moonfuel set this up, bro. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, dude. So fucking uh, beautiful Wolfie Jacobin. Um, thank you guys for for being such uh, amazing guests, man. Um, I, I appreciate it, dude. This was an awesome. This was an awesome show. Um, you guys are welcome back anytime. Um, but I loved it, dude. Thank you very much, man. No, thank you. It's been so fun chopping it up. Uh, it's been so fun talking about catwalks and talking about the market as a whole and all this stuff uh it, it's really really been you know i'm just starting to sort of do these do sort of public talks again and i've been so lucky to have you know the first couple really awesome discussions uh it's so fun oh yeah and dude you got a fucking really sick platform so shout out you guys you guys are really creating something really cool and i'm i'm honored to be here dude thank you so much man that means the world Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, this was incredibly fun. This was awesome. I'm really impressed as well and had a great time. Hell yeah, bro. Well, welcome back anytime, man. That goes for listeners as well. Uh, One sec, one sec. Before we go, though, as a cat block holder officially, I would like to ask, do you guys ever plan on making bear brick type toys? Yeah, you know what's so funny? Um, We had had a deal in place with... um, Fuck, what was that company called? I'm totally forgetting. But we did have a toy deal in place and something we, we want to circle back to. Um, and I think in the meantime, we have a... If you have a 3D printer, we have a dope fucking thing that you can download and print your own little toy. And it's really, really fun. Thank you, bro. And then uh, final question for me is... Uh, uh, what's your guys... you guys use a hashtag or anything when you guys uh, go on Twitter? 
Jacobin. Jacobin's our yeah. resident meower. <laughs> what? Um, our hashtag is the time is meow. Three and zero. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm also giving away a cat box, and I picked I picked someone named Lord Wen to receive it. Damn, so, Lord, Lord Win. Win. Let's go. Lord Winnie, bro. He needs to change his name <laughs> so to Lord Win. Uh, Lord W-I-N. Uh, because he just won some something else not too long ago uh, on the show. Fucking congrats, Lord Win. Fuck yeah, bro. Uh, bro. That guy is the king of karaoke, bro. He's awesome. Yeah, he's going to love this shit. Dude. And uh, I always said I'm not investing in no more projects unless I click on the website and I'm absolutely like, this is dope. That's how I felt about this. I clicked on the website and I was like, damn, this is dope. Fuck yeah, bros. Um, beautiful, man. Well, fucking, this is, uh, this is why we do it, bro. This is exactly, uh, why we do this show, man. Uh, because dude, people like you deserve a platform. Uh, really you do. Um, and so we were happy to have you You guys were wonderful guests. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, everybody in the audience, dude, if you, if you enjoyed this show, we're here Monday through Thursday, 9 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, and we fucking get into it, bro. We do it. Um, different guests. Sometimes it's just us wrapping shit off, but, uh, you're welcome to join us. Uh, if you're out there and you like ads, you like the ads that we did in the beginning, you can pick up an ad token and, uh, dude, the way we're going to get through this, man, the way that we're all going to come out on top is if remember, it's not about one of us, it's about all of us. And I love every single one of you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Peace.